Wow. Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick. Coming at you as we do every Sunday from 10 until noon here on 1450 WXVW. Talking all things in the world of sports. The Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Plenty to discuss today, especially being that we are a Louisville-based show. We got the PGA Championship in Valhalla um, right here in Louisville. And Rory McIlroy, 25-year-old Rory McIlroy, he just turned 25, I believe, in May. On the cusp of what would be his third major, leading by one stroke. So the, the the debate comes in, will he win today? Is he going to gain that reputation that Tiger had and that intimidated so many golfers for so many years that was, you go into Sunday and he's got the lead, you're not taking it away from Tiger. Right, Peter? That was that had a lot to do with the mystique of Tiger Woods, was that if if he had the lead going into Sunday, you're not touching him. Okay. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. We got our man Brian, the insider, on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Brian? Good morning, Kelly. How you doing this morning? Doing great. What I was discussing during my intro here was saying Rory McIlroy just turned 25 in May on the cusp of what I believe would be his third major championship. Um, and today goes very far in my eyes as to how bright the Rory McIlroy star is. If he gains a reputation similar to what Tiger had, in that if you go into Sunday and Rory has the lead, like Tiger had the lead, you are not taking it away from him. And I think that had a lot to do with the way that, for years, Tiger really intimidated the other guys on the tour. He dominated them before they even walked out on the course on a Sunday. They knew they didn't have a chance. Is that a reputation you see Rory gaining? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kelly. I, I First of all, let me correct you on one thing. This will be his fourth major if he wins today. Wow. Which is really, at 25, is getting into some rare air. But you're 100% correct. Tiger, you know, and some books have come out from some former Tiger associates. Uh, uh, Stevie Williams had a book out. Uh, Hank, his uh, his swing coach, uh, all of who are kind of out of favor now with Tiger. But they said the same thing. Tiger stood in the same area. He he did everything strategically to basically intimidate his opponents on on the you know you would think golf you can't really play defense uh, but you, but you almost did with Tiger because he was so intimidating they actually ran the scores of the the final round scores of his competitors compared to where those competitors in the first three rounds and they were two three strokes higher when they played with Tiger on Sunday you know Tiger came out he'd have that red shirt on that was his traditional Sunday look and he he did intimidate he was the best player and the best putter on tour but there was definitely a intimidation factor that went along with it and I see the same thing with Rory I, I I'm not positive that Rory is that uh as killer an instinct as Tiger but 
Uh, I saw something yesterday. I was out at Valhalla Thursday and followed Rory. I saw something yesterday on TV with Rory that when the field came to him, he immediately responded. He seems to have another gear, which Tiger had, that, that kept him separated. But, boy, I tell you what, what a competitive 17 players this morning are within six strokes of, uh, of the lead at Valhalla. The conditions have been – it rained, as we all know, so much, and it softened the course up so much that it's, it's basically a dartboard out there where they can, they can bring it in high and stick them right near the pins, and it is going to be a fantastic day at Valhalla. Once again, Valhalla, the city of Louisville, has really shown its, its class as a sports town. Yeah, I really admired Tiger after his – uh, missing the cut on Friday, he said, this town is full of sports fanatics. He said, what a great sports town. He said, they treated all of us great. And a lot of, a lot of nice comments out of Tiger and most of the players out there. So hats off to the city of Louisville, the state of Kentucky, and Kentuckiana for supporting uh, Hall of the Way have. But, uh, uh, yeah, Rory is – if Rory wins today – taking the last two majors of the year and you know he is going to really be set up for uh, Augusta last year and 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 really what happened at Augusta is kind of what started his he had the masters a few years ago in the back Brian Brian I'm sorry you said Rory had the the masters a few years ago and you cut out a little bit sorry am I I still cutting out no we we can hear you fine now Okay, he had the Masters, which would have been his first major um, a few years ago and blew it on Sunday. But he came back in the U.S. Open, which was the next major available to him, and won by eight strokes. So he does know how to play Augusta. But if he can win today, man, all all the eyes of golf are going to be looking at Rory for ne- for 2015. And, you know, everybody says that what we saw with Tiger can't be repeated it could be repeated with Rory. It's definitely the Tiger era is definitely over in golf. Uh, the question is, is it the Rory era? That is the question. And you mentioned that it's really shaping up to be, regardless of whether Rory holds on, Phil Mickelson's still in the running for it. A lot of names that we know are in the running for it. And in my, my eyes, my perspective, that means I'm still really excited today. If Rory doesn't win, who do you think comes in and wins? Boy, I tell you, I, you'd have to probably look at Phil. I mean, these these majors, you got to look at major winners. And uh, you know, he you know, one guy I really like that has not won a major yet, but has played the best in the majors. He's the most under par in the majors this year uh, than anyone, including Rory. Is um, uh, oh, I name slipped me. The young American, uh, Ricky Fowler, Ricky and Ricky Fowler. is right there. And and boy, I tell you what, one thing impressed me about Ricky when I walked by Ricky. I mean, you know, he's about five eight and a buck thirty, and and he almost won the long drive. Uh, they reinstituted the Long Drive Championship uh, at Valhalla this year, uh, and he almost won it. I think he came in second to uh, Louis. Oosthaven, but um, he hits the ball a ton, and he almost jumps out of his shoes when he swings. But I tell you what, it's going to be a great, great Sunday. I hope the weather holds out. I think it will. But uh, what a great show Valhalla's putting on this week. Valhalla is is gaining a reputation as, can I say, an easy course? And if so, is that a good thing? 
Well, it's playing easy this week because of the amount of rain that the course received. It received three inches yesterday. Um, so it, it could have been set up much easier. But when these professionals, and as good as they are and as high as they can hit the ball, if those greens have as much moisture in them and they will – and you can just – it's basically – playing darts and it's 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 really not it's the longest major ever almost 7500 yards and it's playing at a par 71 so i mean for us amateur golfers who love to play i mean i can't hardly fathom a 7500 yard par 71 and to hear you say that it's playing easy which would be a fair assumption based on the scoring uh, but it really has a lot to do with uh, the rain that came in. And the other thing that's interesting to note, the PGA Championship is for the PGA players. They like to go low at the PGA Championship. It's typically not set up like the U.S. Open or the British Open. The U.S. Open, they try to make the winner at even par. Not so at the PGA. That's the Players' Championship. The players like to have birdies, and they typically get a better setup and a little easier setup, and you see better scoring at the PGA Championship than you do a lot of majors. So obviously, being that it is Sunday in the PGA Championship right here in Louisville, we got plenty to talk about that uh, today. 502-384-1450 is the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. If you have any comments, if you made it out to Valhalla and you got to see any of the action this weekend, let us know. Other storylines across the world of sports this morning would be... I've got that one horrible one I, is Tony Stewart, and oh, geez, that's the it, one. What do you I think of that story, Car- Brian? Oh, I, I want Carolina Steve to call in. I'd like to get his input on this, but I got to tell you, I don't know the details of it. But he is racing today, supposedly in the Watkins Glen uh, NASCAR event, which I think is is absolutely a travesty. I, I'm not saying that he's guilty of murder or any of that kind of stuff. I'm just saying, out of respect for the family, take a day off, Tony. I mean, if you've read, Kelly, what happened, the guy was upset because he felt he was pushed into the wall by Tony, supposedly, from the reports I've read. And he jumped out of the car and aggressively was walking towards Tony Stewart, I guess, to confront him when he was run over by Tony Stewart and killed Uh, a horrible track. And Tony Stewart has been a great ambassador for uh, not just NASCAR, but all racing, a lot of dirt tracks. He's bought some dirt tracks around the country, has been a tremendous ambassador for it. So it's a horrible tragedy. I just wish he would have chosen to take in the day off today out of respect for the family. Um, I think that would have been the right thing to do. Very few details really being released at this point. It says uh, an official report says Stewart has fully cooperated with an investigation he acknowledges the collision with the driver. Not that there's any question. There's video of it. Um, a tragic accident took place last night during a sprint car race in which Tony Stewart was participating. Tony was unhurt, but a fellow competitor lost his life. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends. It's a tough situation. You got somebody out of their car. Sounds like the the the, the driver was very angry and... And I guess you got to say out of line. If you're on a racetrack and you're angry, you need to get the hell out of the way of a race car. Yeah, bad situation. And uh, I'm sure when the details come in, uh, Tony will be completely exonerated. But but it still goes back to the to the report I read that he fully intends to race today at Watkins Glen, uh, which is nearby the the dirt track that this accident happened at last night. And I just feel, just my personal opinion, Kelly. I feel that's bad. 
Uh, I feel out of respect for the family uh, of the deceased that he should take the day off and respect that man's life uh, because that's got to be a horrible burden to care, carry, um, uh, you know, running over a guy and killing him. What would be an equivalent to this, Brian, historically? Maybe Emil Griffith, one of the great, all-time great international Boxing Hall of Fame boxers, the Cuban. Um, he, he beat his opponent and ended up killing him a long time ago on national television. I can't really think of any other comparable type thing, especially for a name as big as Tony Stewart. Can you? No. No, I guess you'd have to go to boxing uh, to find that, and, and, and that, is a, that is a sad – and I've, I've read interviews with boxers that have permanently uh, caused brain damage, and it is a, is a, it's a terrible burden to carry. And this is going to be a big burden for Tony Stewart, who by all accounts is a very good guy. I've always liked Tony Stewart. I just hope he does the right thing and not get in behind the wheel today less than 24 hours after and, and running the race. And, and I ask your callers to, if they, if they have a differing opinion or any opinion on that to call in, I'd like to hear how Carolina Steve, uh, what his views are on it. But, uh, I, I, I just, I just, when I read that he was going to compete today, that, that really hit me hard. And I thought was disrespectful to the grieving family. You almost have to use kid gloves when talking about a, such a sensitive topic such as one like this, so I'm, I'm almost hesitant to make any statements, but Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, Tony Stewart has a reputation as being a little bit of a hothead. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's had his problems. Uh, he's in a very aggressive driver, which is what happened here uh, from all the reports. He pushed the guy into the wall, and that's why the guy was so angry to charge him. Um, you know, and a lot of people could say it's a, a minor track, you know, and Tony's the big A player. Maybe he didn't need to be so aggressive in this thing to, uh, you know, to push a guy. But, you know, he's a competitor, and he's out there to win big and small races. And in all fairness to Tony, he may not have been guilty in, in the deal. Uh, clearly, from the video I watched, uh, clearly it looked like the driver felt he was guilty, and that's why he just sprinted at it, you know, out of his car. But uh, um, just a very tragic situation that is definitely going to – they canceled the race right after that, uh, and everybody left in disbelief. So, uh, But unfortunately, that's one of the things that – like boxing, a lot of the sports that we watch and we love, there are – you know, very tragic endings to some of the things that, uh, you know, so many of us love to watch. So it is a uh, it's a tragedy in the racing community. And um, it's it's uh, more details will come out on it later. I tell you, another story I've been kind of following is just is just the fall practices for both Louisville and Kentucky football teams uh, haven't read that many great things coming out of camp at Kentucky. A little sloppy yesterday. Uh, they still haven't settled on a quarterback yet, uh, which you know by most uh, head coaches would really like to settle on one going into practice because we're within a month now. The game's starting, but uh, sounds like there's some good things happening with Louisville. Uh, Gardner looked better. I guess he had some real bad days. His first two days were bad. And, and I continue to hear Petrino sing the praises of the freshman from Trinity Bonahan, uh, or how do you say Reggie Bonifan. Bonifan, I'm sorry. Uh, but, but, uh, you know, I didn't read early, but, uh, some of these 40 yard dash times are starting to come out and, uh, really amazing. He ran a four, four, um, uh, who's the, 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 the good wide receiver, James Quick. Uh, 
No, no. Devontae uh, Parker? Yeah, Devontae Parker's run a 4-3. Uh, and, and the uh, um, Corvin Lamb ran a 4-2-6 to win. Uh, Gaines is upset. He said he thought he was the, the fastest on the team. But a 4-2-6 is, you really don't get any lower than that. Uh, but so the Louisville and Petrino seems to be emphasizing speed more this year, but I'm excited. I, you know, the expectations, I'm, I'm really kind of surprised at how low the expectations are for a Louisville team that did lose a lot, but has a lot coming back and has a, by all accounts, a very good coach. Uh, so I think, you know, things are set up for Louisville to have a, a, a better than expected year. I haven't seen him ranked any higher than the mid thirties in any national poll. So the expectations are very low and um, it'll be interesting to see. They do have some very tough games uh, Florida state being the most difficult on their schedule. They got to go to Clemson. They have some tough games there, but, uh, and I'm just as curious to see uh, what's going on down the road uh, in Lexington to see if the cats can rebound from a couple bad years with, without any sec wins and get an sec win or two this year uh, they've got a lot of work to do and I think it's very very important that they uh, they settle on a quarterback and soon no question about it one thing I will say about the Louisville football team headed into the season less than a month away from the first game against the Miami Hurricanes is just talking to my friends who are Louisville fans there's a very wide range of expectations out there I mean I've got some some friends who I consider to be very credible, um, realistic sports fans who say anything less than 10-2 and two would be a disappointment. Brian, what, I mean, what are your expectations for this year? I certainly don't think 10-2, and two, uh, anything less. I, I, I think from what I've read and, and the comments I've heard, eight wins is kind of the litmus test, the break-even mark. Anything more than that, uh, you know, is is something that uh, would be a successful season. Anything less than eight wins would be termed a disappointment. But when you go through their schedule, I I really think that it's set up for potentially a better year than that. I do think there's some tough games that they're probably not going to have any shot, or I shouldn't say any shot. Right now, they're a 17-point on the early Vegas uh, odds. They're a 17-point underdog when Florida State comes to town on Thursday night. But uh, when you look at that, I do think they can beat Miami. They handled Miami uh, pretty handily in the bowl game last year. Miami's quarterback has been suspended. Uh, It's a home game. I do think they can win that game, and I think they can beat Murray, and I think they can go to at Virginia and beat Virginia. Then they go to FIU and then Wake. So, I mean, with, with a little luck, there's really no reason they can't win their first five games. Then they travel, then they, hit, then they hit the tough part of their schedule, and they go at Syracuse, at Clemson. Uh, those will be two tough games for them. Syracuse has got a nice team coming back. But I think it's not unrealistic that, to think that they could jump out to a 5-0 and re, you know, record, which would get the attention of the national media. But uh, I think the schedule sets up early, and then definitely it's heavier backloaded on the back end where they've got uh, – they go right into it. They've got Florida State. They've got to go at Boston College – at Notre Dame, and then the toss-up game will be uh, the end of the year when they play uh, a home game on uh, Saturday, November 29th against UK. So uh, I do think uh, that, that that a 10-win season is possible for them. I do think in order to have that happen, they've got to jump out and, and pick up those first five wins. No question about it. Plenty of 
room for optimism, I'll say, for the Louisville Cardinal football fans out there. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz coming at you as we do every Sunday from 10 until noon. The Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Among other topics this morning, we have the PGA Championship here in Louisville. We've got Ray Allen saying he will play next season. Most likely destination will be the Cleveland Cavaliers to stay around his buddy LeBron James. We've got the the first performance from Teddy Bridgewater, from Johnny Manziel, David Price being traded from the Tampa Bay Rays to the Detroit Tigers. We're going to get to that and more when we come back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I am Kelly Patrick, coming at you, as we do every Sunday, 10 till noon, here on 1450 WXVW, the only locally owned sports radio station in the city of Louisville. We have all sorts of freedom to talk about what we want to. We don't have to talk about just the local um, football and basketball talk necessarily, although we do. We're fans. I mean, we, we talk about it. Um, we can talk about the Max Kellerman incident. Brandon and I were talking about off the air, and I said I don't even want to touch that. But we could talk about it. So I'm joined in studio this morning by our man Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. How you doing this morning, Brandon? What's up, Kelly, man? I'm doing good. What's going on, Brian? Peter? Hey. Oh, I'm doing great, Brandon. Good to hear you, man. Hey, good to hear you too, man. Which of these topics that we, we've touched on thus far, Brandon, really stand out to you? Is it the PGA Championship? Is it Tony Stewart murdering someone? Or I shouldn't say murder, but I mean... Vehicular manslaughter. Mans- I'm sorry, we got an attorney present. Vehicular manslaughter. I mean, the PGA thing is exciting to me, man. I mean, I was listening to you guys on the way in, and, uh, you know, I was listening to Brian, and I liked his assessment. You know, if Rory wins today then I think, you know, it's like it's you got to look out for him for the foreseeable future, you know. But, I mean, his and he was talking about, Brian, you had talked about uh, Tiger being intimidating. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you, when, you know, 98, 99, when he first came out and that when he had that run in like 2000, 2001, up to, you know, for 2003, um, I don't think it was anybody in sports that was more intimidating than Tiger. It was kind of like Tyson coming out with the uh, with the with the cutout towel over top of him, black shoes, the, no socks. I agree. Good comparison. Know? I like that. Yeah, Tyson and Woods. Yeah, I mean, you know, and 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 Ty, you know, I think Rory's Rory's great. Rory Rory's great, but Tiger to me, Tiger was cool, man. He made it cool to golf. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because he's American. You know, um, he just Rory's. You know, he's a awesome guy, and he's just, he's killing everybody off the tee, man. I mean, that's the intent. Yeah, I, I I get it. That's the intimidating part. He's just like you know when you're when you're out driving guys, you know, twenty thirty yards, and every single time, and you know, I don't, you know, it's 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 hard to beat. But check it. What about what about what? Always, you know what gets me to? What about Jim Furyk, man? He's having a he's mm. these last few. Uh, tournaments. He's having a great, 
uh, output. I don't know how old he is. He's about 40, 46 or something. Yeah, he's in his forties, yeah. and you're right. And he's a he he is a uh, one of the shortest hitters hitters on the tour. But I mean, he's he's playing out of his mind. But I mean, he just you know, and that just goes to show you if you don't if you don't have these days if you can't drive, it, it's tough for you, man. It's yeah, tough. you got to put the ball on the short short stuff. I mean, I I am amazed when I watch it on TV, Brandon Kelly. Uh, when when I see how far these guys do advance it out of the rough. Yeah. I mean, I'm a hacker, and and but man, they they'll go in the rough, and that rough that. You know, that Kentucky bluegrass is pretty thick stuff out there at Valhalla. And, man, they just fly it right to the green, kind of like it was in the middle of the fairway. But uh, it, it is a lot easier for them if they can keep it in the short stuff. Who was the one guy who had to hike up his, his pants and walk through, wade through the water? Who was that, Brian? Jason Day? Jason Day. Yeah, Jason Day. You know, they get a break, though. I've always said this. I hit that shot out of Valhalla, and I've played a handful of times out of Valhalla. There's no way I ever fall, find the ball. Not only did they find it, they've got the blimp up there, and then they got yeah. David or the Flaherty, the announcer. He runs over and finds it. So we never find that ball. <laughs> he's 10 under, so Rory being 13 under, he's three behind him. If Jason Day pulls this out, I think the commentator said if Jason Day ends up winning the PGA Championship, that'll go down as one of the more memorable mm. recoveries and the dramatic fashion in which he had to hike up his pants, walk, wade through the water, and then his caddy threw his club to him and he caught it in the air. I mean, that was that one hell of a shot. One of the greatest par saves you'll see in a major. I mean, just a unbelievable. I mean, that ball didn't clear though. I mean, it was very low coming out of that. You couldn't see it. I'd say, I'd say the fescue around it was maybe eight inches. So to get that ball, but th- that shows you how strong they are. The, as a matter of fact, the announcers commented when he rolled his legs up, you could see his, you know, his uh, up to about his calves, and you could see how how much. You know, and that's the other thing Tiger did. Muscular. He rev- yes, he revolutionized the fitness and the training that these guys have. I mean, you look at golfers pre-Tiger, and they and they they, they look more like Colin Montgomery than they than they yeah. do you know than Jason Day now or Rory or all these guys. I mean, he he took the game to another level physically. Oh yeah, I mean, you can see in in, in what especially look at Phil Mickelson, man. I mean, look at him. Uh, Three, you know, four years ago versus yeah. now, yeah. Uh-huh. and you could tell. I mean, he totally. You could tell he totally changed his diet, his fitness, and it helped his game out tremendously. You, you know, you can't golf, and that's what it. And that's what I'm talking about. Cool, you know, Tiger made it cool, and these guys, Roy's making it cool. You know, these young guys are hip. Ricky Fowler's out there with the Puma hat, with the bright mm-hmm. orange. You know, and he's winning. I mean, he's playing. Yeah, he's yeah. playing well now. He's coming into his own. I like him. You know, as Amer- the next American guy to take it. And you know, these guys. Yeah, you don't. You don't. These guys aren't. Um, they're not John Daly, Colin Mer- Colin Montgomery anymore. Craig Stadler. Craig. <laughs> Kenny Perry. He's, yeah. Hey, he's. You know, he. I liked his. Um. He. He was. You know, his press conferences have been cool. You know, he said he. He was quoted as saying that he felt. You know, he felt like Tiger out there. The fans made him feel like Tiger since they know. And this is his he, last local round. guy too. Yeah, I mean these Louisville fans, like Tiger said, these Louisville fans are just amazing. I mean, I, I you know, you're looking at Facebook, you're looking at Twitter. I'm, you know, I'm downtown Louisville. Everybody's got a golf shirt on this weekend. Everybody's talking about going out to Valhalla, taking selfies. You know, getting the phone <laughs> taken. I mean, it's it's, it's it's excitement. Well, the rain hasn't 
dampen anybody's spirits at all. It's 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 been exciting. Yeah, it is nice. And, you know, so many times we hear, you know, maybe the NBA will come to Louisville or, you know, now we're hoping maybe some soccer, maybe someday an MLS team. But, you know, when you see that kind of fan support, uh, you know, and record sales for a major uh, and, and, and these commentators are just blown away by the, these crowds, it really makes you see what kind of a sports town Louisville is. And it really makes you proud to see that kind of support and to be recognized nationally for it. It's fantastic. So we got the the PGA Championship wrapping things up today. That's got to be the number one storyline across the board in the world of sports today. Uh, 502-384-1450 is the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. We are still waiting on channeling our man, Carolina Steve, who we want to hear from him. His opinion, what I want to hear is, what is the etiquette for that guy who got out of his car... And it, right, I mean that's really what it comes down to. Because if he was completely out of line and just a maniacal uh, nut job, then yeah, Stewart didn't do anything wrong. Well, if but if it's common practice for someone to get out of their car and do what he did, and then Tony Stewart um, was just a little too aggressive and killed him. Keep in mind the most beloved driver in the history of the sport, Dale Earnhardt Sr., was called the Intimidator. He was killed by Sterling Marlin in a a, a, a practice of. What was also a form of bullying or intimidation? I mean, that's just the nature of the sport. So I mean, was he out of line? That's what I want to hear from Carolina. Tony Stewart's done it, though. Tony Stewart's gotten out of his car and thrown his yes, helmet yes. at a yes, moving yes. car, and he didn't get hit. Yes. No, know? I agree. I agree. <laughs> and we see it all the time. And let me let me make a comment on how beloved Dale Sr. was. I don't think – I mean, if you were a fan of his, he was beloved. But he was hated by a lot of the, yeah. the racing community for his aggressive driving. But but Brandon is right. I mean, you know, this that kind of behavior is really what the fans like. I mean, you know, it, we like to see that kind of stuff and fights. But I've seen plenty of clips. I'm no NASCAR expert, but it sure seems like I've seen guys firing out of their car heading over to kick some ass when they, when they see something bad happen, when they get jammed into a wall. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you, Danica Patrick gets fired up. Um, mm-hmm. you, you like to see, you know, you, you like to see. I mean, that's just the, that's the fan base, you know. And, and it, what's that guy, Kozlowski or Kowalski? Mm-hmm. Kowalski? Brad Kozlowski. Kozlowski, you know, he's he's talking about, he's at the winner's circle. They're saying, hey, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, I'm going to get uh, sauced up after. You know, he's drink, <laughs> he's drinking on camera. Jeff Gordon drinks milk. They hated that. I mean, everybody, you know, you drink a pop open a beer when you win. I mean, hey, man, that's just, I yeah. mean, people like that stuff. When you're in the moment now, when you're afterward, like this morning, you're like, hey, somebody died out there. But at the time, but that's why I think he's got to, yeah. that's why I think he's got to do the right thing and say, look, I'm going to take a day off and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pay my respect to a t- horrible accident yesterday. But, but I am telling you, I will be watching today to see if Tony Stewart loads it, his, fat butt into that car and, <laughs> and and because i i think i think that's the wrong thing to do brandon from a legal standpoint would you advise your your client or does the etiquette come down to it is that would you advise your client to hey man just sit this one out you just i mean that was vehicular manslaughter he'll so say chill out you don't need to drive today i guess the competitive part says hey you know i'm in the points race and um, let, let's go out there and race. That's what they pay him to do, to race. But, yeah, I mean, the human side, I mean, I don't know, man. I couldn't imagine what, you, what you'd what be going through when you when you hit a guy 
and you see them on your windshield or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I mean, but then again, you know, who knows what's going through Tony Stewart's head? He's nuts, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You, <laughs> but you got to be nuts to go out there and drive around, man. 200 so, miles you know. an hour or however fast they go. I mean, yeah. you're, you're right. That's he, He's a competitor. And look no further than this incident to prove the the fact that they are competitors very similar to other sports this is a I mean, you know it's not the same as someone who has to run up and down a, a soccer field or a basketball court but these guys are athletes and they are if nothing else extremely competitive yeah I mean you know it's it's uh you get and you have to be you got to be focused and who knows what he's going to say when I'm sure I mean, I, I, I'm assuming this will probably go to a civil, a civil suit type of thing, you know, um, because this guy, I'm, he's got a family, and I'm assuming, um, I'm talking about, you know, kids and wife, maybe I don't know, but uh, you want some type of resolution and closure, as everybody, you know, the I guess that's the catchphrase, but uh, it, it's sad all the way around, you know, it's it's a bad, I mean, because you know, the, somebody that, I mean, has that ever happened? Somebody been no. on the track? I've I've never heard of it before. Yeah. And, and the thing that I keep going back to, this was kind of the my. This wasn't a NASCAR. This was, you know, they have so many minor tracks that they run at that, you know, this, you know, I, I've always kind of questioned that, uh, you know, the nationwide series or whatever the B leagues tall. You know, I've always wondered how those guys get to drive in that, and then the big car race. I would think that's for the up and coming guys to cut their teeth, kind of like the NBD, you know, D league. You know, but uh, I've always wondered about these NASCAR racers, how they they get to dominate different levels of racing when they're on top of the top of the racing deal. It, it seems a little uh, overkill to me. Brandon, I want to ask you something about your cats today. I am very, very interested in watching that game. They're playing, the, I think, the, the Puerto Rican national team or the Dominican yeah. team. I think the that, Puerto Ricans. Puerto, Puerto Rican, Rican? Puerto Rican team, yeah. Now, is that the one coached by the old... Kentucky coach assistant. Oh, I don't know. You're talking about uh, what's his name? Yeah, I think uh, it began with an A, uh, A uh, uh, Guana or something. Uh, but I think yeah, he I is coaching Antigua. that. Antigua. Orlando Antigua. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I believe he's coaching that. Okay. And man, I, I went through a mock draft yesterday. Uh, uh, you know, of the 2015 mock draft, and and was <laughs> you know it is just littered. Uh, and the number one guy they've got, I think, at the five spot, is this Carl Downs. Uh, who I'm, but I can't wait to see that. Dominican. I can't wait to see all this talent. Yeah. Talent. No, he's the he's a freshman center coming in for UK this year. But I believe he's from the Dominican Republic. Who town? Oh, is he? Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah, didn't he's know from. That. The, yeah, I think he's got a direct connection with Antigua. I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, I think it's just the game is global, Brian. Um, as you know, you know the game is global. Uh, every everything you know, and, and these guys. These guys play a whole lot of basketball. I mean, who would imagine basketball in August? Mm, you're right. <laughs> I mean, but hey, what better place to play <laughs> than, uh, than be on the island uh, playing some yeah. ball, man? Hey, I don't. And it's and it's. I mean, I think it's one. It's probably one of those things for the uh, alumni or, or supporters, the fans. You know, they get to take a vacation, watch a little basketball because those gyms are probably like what uh, the size of. Uh, they better have air high conditioning. School. Probably not. Yeah, they're small crowd. Yeah. But, you know, great for, uh, 
UK nation because uh, Big Blue Nation because the, uh, six games are all going to be televised. Three of them the next three days at one o'clock on ESPNU, and then the last three games at one o'clock are going to be on the SEC network. So, man, what a great chance uh, you know to probably see the most anticipated bunch of UK players in years. Uh, it's exciting, and I'm looking forward to watching it. It seems like they say that almost every year. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Brian, yeah, you know Brandon, true. that that you can't argue with it this year you no, got the twins no. coming back i mean what more do you need i mean willie Colley stein poitras i mean uh, lee, lee marcus lee, lee dakari johnson John, yeah mm. i mm. mean you know the only thing they're missing is a shooter they still i mean i don't know if they identified a shooter because you got it lost have, young you got booker I, I think they say booker in this booker class is, is supposed to be the the shooter on the, on the i'm looking forward to seeing the little point guard they have which is what i really thought they, they yes that they missed last year oh, yeah. and i've got to tell you it, it, if coach cal can can juggle this roster and keep everybody on the same page without a mutiny because there's only <laughs> one ball and five players then boy they just put him right in the hall of fame because i, I think i think this is going to be a real i mean that is a tall task to keep this many quality nba players happy yeah and i think these guys the fact that porthers came back we probably had to uh, Kali Stein, all those guys came back, Johnson, Lee, and the Twins. They probably all had to. But the fact that they came back, I think they're, they've bought in. They want to win. They've tasted it as, uh, you know, they've gotten close. And I think that, um, you know, I think, they're, I think they're on board. And what does this do for recruiting, man? I mean, if you're sitting home and you're an undecided junior, sophomore, uh, even a senior, you're like, okay, UK is on TV in August. Whereas uh, Tennessee's yeah. on my list, um, you know, Ohio State's on my list, or whoever, Arizona, where are you guys at? So, I mean. They got spring ball going on, spring <laughs> football. <laughs> exactly. You're right. But at what point, Brandon, does, does, you know, and it's happening at Louisville now. I know they're really trying to get Blakeney uh, to sign uh, to finish out their class. But I know Blakeney's got to be saying, who, you know, how many guys on this roster and when can I immediately play at some point? And that's where I go back to, you know, and I've not been the biggest Cal fan over the years, but I just find it remarkable that he is able to keep bringing in because next year's class, they've got to sign, you know, not knowing how many of these guys come back. Yeah, I mean, that's, I guess that's a, a a a good problem to have. But yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely right. You you went you're wondering when is that problem gonna um, present itself? But it it hasn't yet. Yeah, everybody's going, but I don't know because you know if you keep getting these guys that are like like say for instance Porthris, he's you know you thought that he would have been gone by now. But he just didn't, I guess, develop like he wanted to. He didn't project like he wanted to. All of a sudden, he's a junior, yeah. and yeah. this is a team, you guys are right, that's coming together yeah. with all the pieces to right. not only make a run at the national title, and I'm a I'm a Louisville fan, I'm not a Kentucky fan, but to really do something special this year, and that's what they said before the Anthony Davis year. I'm not saying undefeated. I'm not going to say it. I'll let the Kentucky fans uh, hang themselves with that. But, I mean, there's plenty of, of legitimate reason to have very high expectations. Once again, it's summer ball, I guess you say. Today, 1 o'clock, they play against Puerto Rico. They're going to play three teams on this trip in the Bahamas. They're going to play Puerto Rico, the Dominican team, which that team is coached by Orlando Antigua. Okay. Also going to play a French professional team. 
So a mm. lot to look forward to from the Kentucky basketball team starting 1 o'clock today. Staying in the world of basketball. Brian, I know you got a long history of uh, being a, a fan of, of basketball. And we talked about it last week. We saw Paul George go down with what has to be just described as one of the all-time worst injuries ever. Probably take a year off his prime year off of his career. No coincidence there. Shortly thereafterward, Kevin Durant comes out and says, guys, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and back out of this Team USA ball right now, too. Are you guys surprised? I'm not. I mean, he probably is getting pressure from ownership. You know, and as I said a couple weeks on the program, the owners, in my opinion, of these NBA teams have every right to, to tell their employees, hey, look, we're paying you this money, big, big money, hundreds of millions for some of these guys. I don't want you doing this. And, and I, 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 you know, they may not like it, but I think they've got every right to do that. Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's, that's when you're paying that kind of money, Brandon, I, I, as an employee, I'd do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, and you got to, yeah, you got to wonder when you see that, how much does that play? When you see Paul George go down, how much does that play into it? How much does, and before, even before that, Kevin Love said, I'm not playing. I'm sitting out, sitting out because of this, uh, process with the, the Cleveland Cavaliers or whatever. Um, how much does that play into it? Because if you're playing, if you're Durant, your team, you're what? You're probably 50, 60% of your team's offense. They run it through you. You're going to play a full season going to the playoffs, and then they want you to play the world championships. Um, and, and then your biggest opponent is uh, Kevin Love's not playing. He's going to be, if you make it to the finals, he's going to be that much more uh, rested um, by not playing. Um, I don't know what, you know, and then plus you don't know what these guys coming up are going to do. Is you know how much is LeBron James on the team? Uh, I don't know. You know the bigger super is LeBron. He's not. No, no, no. He is. No, yeah. he is not on the team. Have you, you seen know. pictures of LeBron uh, in the last week or so, Brandon and Kelly? Yeah, he he it. has cut out carbs and dropped yeah. about twenty pounds. It looked like. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, he's like real thin almost. He's looking like Durant, man. It's tough for me to even say if that's a good thing or a bad thing. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Uh, in large part, LeBron's allure and his strength is just his Carl Malone physique with Gary Payton's skills. But, do you, you think know, that him cutting losing twenty pounds is a good thing? I think it's good long term yeah, for him, yeah, Kelly. If you go back and look at his Cleveland days, as I've done here recently, they've been showing a lot more clips. He was a lot thinner, uh, you know, as he was a younger man. But I think if he wants to play another seven, eight, ten years, he, he, you know, that that taking that weight off would be helpful. What do yeah, you guys think was, of it over the past week? Sorry to be bouncing around so much, but it looks like it's pretty much a done deal. Kevin Love will be a Cleveland Cavalier with LeBron. Are they the clear-cut favorite to win the title, or do the Spurs still deserve more credit than we naturally give to them? You know, the Spurs are the champs until you beat them, um, and then you and you're you're really not going to see. Obviously, you're not going to see it in the playoffs until the end if they both get there, and then um, then they face off. But uh, I would say from a until you see these guys click. You know, I mean, potentially they can be great, but until you see them click, then you know, because you got who is it, Irving? You got Irving, Love, and Durant. I mean, not Durant, LeBron. But you still have the system of the Spurs, and I guess you probably right now you probably got to give it, give the Spurs the edge until you know, until they you know 
till we Until see how they play. Right. Yeah, and I right. agree 100%. You know, let's not lose sight that the Spurs have everybody back. Now, they are a year older, and uh, Duncan's a year older, but they got everyone back, and they're deep. And, and, and as Brandon says, they've got a proven system. Their chemistry level, their passing level uh, was, was, by all NBA experts, uh, at clinic level uh, in, in the playoffs last year. You know, one interesting story that's emerging with local interest is that it, it looks now as if Gorky Dang is going to be a part of that Kevin Love trained, and it looks as if, and I read it extensively last night, it looks like he's going to be going with Kevin Love to the Cavs. What yeah. about that? Wow, that would be amazing. If I wonder if that means they're going to unload or keep Anderson Verizal. we got our resident Minnesota Timberwolves fan here, Peter. Peter, any inside <laughs> info? None, okay. So, I mean, if Gorgie could be a part of that team in Cleveland – a big man who can block shots, who can hit free throws, is the epitome of a great teammate. God, what an opportunity for the, the Louisville Cardinal alum would that be? Yeah, I mean, defense. I don't mm-hmm. know how you know how much offense he provides. But they probably they they're, they're probably probably not getting him for that. You know, they need another body. He's a younger guy. He's a good passer. Yeah, he would be a role player. He's not going to be an all star. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He would be an upgrade over anybody that he'd had last. He's an up, he's better than Birdman in my eyes. Yeah, maybe yeah. not. S- similar, maybe right. But younger, more athletic. You would think um, uh, gives you more minutes. He would be a backup to Anderson Verjao, the Brazilian. Oh, definitely, definitely a solid backup. Yeah, and he he really finished the year very strong, and, you know. And and some of the reports I was reading out of Minnesota is they do not want to lose him. They see him as a building block. But I guess the Cavs have have really demanded that he come along. But um, surprisingly, he has a lot of value in this trade, and uh, uh, it's speculated that he's going to come along with Kevin Love. Yeah, that's interesting, and that would be, I guess, you know. Um, would, would that turn, yeah, like you said, would that turn a lot of local fans into uh, Cleveland Cavs <laughs> fans? Even well, if, you might if, hate LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, with the way LeBron, I think LeBron could go play for a team on, on Mars and everybody, half the, half the fans would get those new jerseys. I mean, LeBron <laughs> is such a popular player, and I'm just so anxious to see what happens to those Miami Heat fans. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's going to be an awful, quiet, awful, empty building there, and what a rebuilding job they have ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, who? Yeah, I mean, but you know, it's... It, Miami's used to that, right? The, the Marlins yeah. are used to it. Uh, they went through with the Marlins after they won. Um, so, yeah, I think Miami's used to that thing, you know, used, used to restructuring. They'll go back to the beach and fashion shows and hanging out at <laughs> night. I don't think they'll miss a beat. P. Diddy will throw some parties. So, you know, they'll be good to go, man. Yeah, they'll, it's a, and it still has that allure uh, of you know it's it's South Beach and but one problem they are going to have is they have really sunk a lot of money in Bosch and Wade, which really surprised me with the especially the contract Bosch got uh, and, and Wade, who I thought was done. He he's really at the end of his Hall of Fame career. They they are they in my opinion they handicapped themselves a little bit with those extensions and 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 I would I would never second guess. Pat Riley, but in this case, I am. I, I would have rather seen a complete rebuilding job than tie up all that money, um, you know, for for a couple of aging veterans that don't have LeBron. Yeah, I mean that's and that's I guess that's the that's the story of American sport. 
That's just like Jurgen Klinsmann said when he was cleaning the house with the USA team. He said, America is the only place where we pay people for what they've done rather yeah. than, you know, yeah, for you're past right, production. 100%. And that's a good example of it there. But boy, I tell you, you know, and the NBA is such a young man's league that uh, they may wish they had some of that cap room in a couple years. Just take a look at the the cats this year. How many of these guys UK, uh, you know, in a year or two may be very uh, productive NBA players that, uh, you know, you're still paying out Bosch and Wade. And uh, I just I just don't uh, I just don't see that the way to rebuild the program. And, and Brian, did you hear that uh Kelly, did you hear that uh uh the story they interviewed uh Andrew Wiggins and they said, you know, hey man, how's your relationship with LeBron? And he's like, I haven't talked to him. Oh, <laughs> I did see that. I did see that. <laughs> you know, I guess one 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 school of thought is um wow. LeBron if he's not LeBron knows he's not gonna be there, so what's the point of, you know, fostering a relationship? But at the same time, I mean, the guy's on your team, man. I mean, is it is it an envy thing? I mean, because he's uh, is it one of those prima donna, you know, NBA types? Is, is LeBron taking on the the uh, aura of Jordan and like not talking to people and uh, you know busting the balls and stuff like that? I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. If, if the guy's on your team, man, you can yeah, say I hey to him or something. Even if he's getting ready to be shipped out of town, there's yeah. no downside to being. Having an allegiance with someone you may have an, be an all star teammate with in the future, yeah. or you may play against in the all star game. All these guys are friends. That is curious to me that he wouldn't want to be at least friendly with the number one pick of the NBA draft, regardless of what team he went to. Yeah, yeah it begs the question: Has any NBA overall number one selection been treated so poorly? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the guy guy hasn't had any. Com- I think the comment he came out with this week is he just wants to go with someplace that wants him. So, yeah. I mean, he went from being, you know, a great guy to now kind of second fiddle to Kevin Love. And uh, uh, LeBron hasn't talked to him. But, I mean, he's in limbo. And um, it's very unusual for a number one player in the draft to be treated that way. I wonder if the Timberwolves will come out of this and be better than they were before it. Hmm. Couldn't been much worse. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It depends what's left. Uh, Depends on how Anthony Bennett comes around. Does he have a good season? Uh, Do they get to keep Gorgie Jang? You know, there's a lot that goes into it, but the... the and how good is Wiggins? Wouldn't this be something if Love, who has never really won anything, either on the collegiate level or the NBA, one of Love gets there, gets his numbers, but they don't win anything, and, and Wiggins becomes the next LeBron? And, and and people are saying that, Brian. People are saying this this kid, Wiggins, has got tremendous upside, and he's basically the next LeBron James. But for LeBron James being, you know, already, you gotta wait for you gotta wait right. for him to go for you to be the next one. But you know, I mean, they're saying he's got he, he's got what it takes. But he's just, you know, it's just the fact that he's a rookie, and you've got LeBron who's coming back, and you know, the whole that whole yeah. thing. I'm sorry. And who 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 better to mentor Wiggins than LeBron himself? And one last parting comment: It sure wouldn't surprise me coming from the Cavs, who have a history of of picking the wrong horse in a race. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, to ship the wrong guy and get right. Kevin Love. I, I'm, I I think Kevin Love's great numbers, but I, I'm the verdict is out as to whether how many rings, if any, he'll get. No yeah. question about it, Brian. We appreciate you joining us this morning. Um, have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you very much. We look forward to hearing from you next Sunday. Thank you, Brian.
Thank you so much for having me on, guys. I loved it, and I'll listen to the rest of your show, Brandon, Kelly, and Peter, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, guys. Take it easy, Brian. Great stuff there, Brian. We're going to wrap things up here at the end of our first hour. we got a full hour ahead of us. Be sure to stay tuned for more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Kelly Patrick joined in studio this morning by the one, the only, Brandon J. Lawrence. Filling in for Ashley Miller, who's out working hard, as she does uh, so often. So we, we it won't be next Sunday, but I believe the Sunday after it, we'll have Ashley back in studio. We're looking at, at her picture on the wall, actually. She's gorgeous. She is, is the, the lovely Ashley Miller. She'll be like when she makes it to Congress. She'll be like, um, like who? She'll be on that list, right? The 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 they have a list, like the most, the top, the best looking congressional people on the hill. It's like the top forty on the hill or something like that. So I mean, but you know, no, I mean, you know, and 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 nothing, you know, that's no bad thing. But I mean, obviously, she's got the brains and the leadership ability, and you know, all the other stuff. But she looking good doesn't hurt, does it? No, it never hurts. <laughs> never hurts in any aspect. And she's in shape too. She's the picture we're looking at is I don't know. She's working out or something. Yeah, she's a well. A, she does everything. She's a well-rounded person. She, she does. Uh, she's well, a, she like uh, she's got a, a PhD in nursing. She's like or, a nurse practitioner. Yeah, um, she's, she's everything. Yeah, she's, she's that's all. She's every woman. Play that. Yeah, what's that? Whitney Houston or something? I don't know. I'm every woman. Yeah. We got the PGA Championship in Louisville this weekend. Looking across the leaderboard, uh, Brandon and I were trying to determine who it is we're rooting for throughout the last stretch today, Sunday of the PGA Championship. Yeah. Ricky Fowler is two strokes back at, at eleven under. He's the closest American to the lead. We got Rory at thirteen under. Bernard Weisberger at twelve under. Weisberger, who's that? Is he playing? Uh, he's paired up with Rory today. Yeah, he is. Bernard. Yep. Good luck, Bernard. So we got Ricky Fowler and Phil Mickelson both at third and fourth place. So we got two okay. Americans in the top five, and Jason Day also up there. Two Americans. Phil Mickelson or Ricky Fowler? You said before you'll go ahead and say, put your hat in the ring. Say you're, you're going for Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Brian was mentioning how he's. Five, he is. He's 5'9", 140-something pounds. He's a little guy. Not only is he an elite-level golfer, hasn't won any majors, but he's also one of the, the higher-ranked, what is it, motocross? Is he a motocross guy? Let's see. A, a BMXer? I, is, I like Puma, man. So let's go with Ricky Fowler. Pumas. Old-school Pumas. The suede Puma is that right? your is that your 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 brand? Yeah, my, is that Ricky yeah. Fowler's brand? Yeah, yeah, he's he's a Puma guy. Maybe I'm, I'm confusing him with someone else. I'm trying to bring it up here. All right, we're gonna head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. Right now, we got our man Carolina Steve on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Carolina? 
Just fine and real saddened when I woke up and got on Facebook this morning to read about what happened with Tony Stewart last night. Horrible situation all around Carolina. My question for you is, what is the etiquette for that? That guy gets out of his car, he's aggressive, he feels like he was wronged, and he's walking toward Tony Stewart. Was he out of line for doing that? He was, but also Tony was out of the line for not trying to avoid him. Again, go up uh, where he was. Uh, watching the uh, video of it, Tony Tony put him into the wall. There's no doubt about that. And Tony is a very aggressive driver. Uh, he's been one of my favorites for a long time. As a matter of fact, on my Indiana license plate, I'm a member of the Tony Stewart Foundation. Wow. And Tony's done a lot of good things. But uh, this is not one of them. Uh, you know, I heard you and uh, Brian talking earlier. Stewart will not race today. Okay. Did that just played come played through? Okay, so he's not racing today. And I think we can all agree, at least the sign that he is somewhat maybe remorseful or being respectful to the family. Right, Brandon? I mean, we can all agree that's a good move by Tony Stewart not to race today. That's a good move. Um, Yeah, well, uh, they got Reagan Smith who drives for uh, JR Motorsports in the uh, Nationwide and who has raced in the uh, Cup Series. And he's got an advantage. He raced yesterday uh, in the uh, Nationwide race. It's just something that... I don't know. Tony's, you know, Tony had to go through anger management uh, quite a few years back for uh, what he did after the uh, press at uh, Indianapolis. And I don't know. It's Tony is just uh, Tony's just Tony. But yet Tony does so many good things that people don't know about. Like he ta- has a make a wish hunt over Christmas where he takes two kids to his farm up in Columbia, Columbus and goes deer hunting with him. And he has Bill Jordan from Real Tree and Johnny Marsh from uh, Bass Pro are up there with him, helping him hunt with them kids. And uh, he had Ryan Newman up there one year helping him hunt. So uh, he does good things, but uh, Tony's just got to cool down himself. And, you know, it was almost one year uh, that same car – that he was driving, that same type car was the one he had the wreck in that he almost lost his leg. Wow. So where do you go from here if you're Tony Stewart? Is this going to always be a black eye on the career of Tony, or is he going to be able to kind of just brush this to the side? And sure, people will mention it 10, 20 years from now, but he didn't do anything illegal, and he just moves forward and doesn't have to take time off from the sport or anything like that. What do you, What's next for Tony Stewart, Carolina? I don't know. I don't know if he'll race next week at Michigan. Uh, I hope that he will. Uh, there's no telling. Uh, I understand that the uh, parents of the driver, who, by the way, the driver was only 20 years old. Wow. That uh, the parents of the driver are, are, are obtaining a lawyer, and they are going to sue Tony Stewart. So it just depends on how this comes out. Uh, there's no way to tell. 
I'm hoping that it'll pass over and Tony will be able to race again. But I don't know. I really don't know, uh, Kelly. This is just something that uh, it really, really strikes me. It, it cuts to the chase of my, one of my favorite sports. And I don't know. I, I've always wondered what would happen if something like this happened to a driver. Well, now I'm going to find out, and I don't really want to know because of the fact that Tony's one of my favorite drivers. Well, I mean, Carolina. I mean, I, we can hear uh, the the solemnness in your voice, man. So, I mean, I know you're taking it tough. What do you think about his fans? What What does this uh, do to his fans worldwide and NASCAR fans in general? Uh, to be honest with you, I think most of them are feeling like I am, perplexed right now. Just don't know what to do or what to do about it. I'm I'm not going. Uh, pass the final judgment until I get all the facts. I, I've seen the film in slow motion. I've read both sides of it. I, I must have spent one hour this morning on Facebook just reading about Tony Stewart. Wow. That's how many articles were on there. And I belong to a lot of things like catch fence and uh, NASCAR fans and stuff like that. And it's just, it, it has really shaken me. I mean, I was sit, looking forward to sitting here today and watching the uh, PGA tournament. I thought yesterday was one of the best days they had of it, and now I don't know if I'll, do, if I'll even do that today. I might just go back and uh, get my uh, iPad and just keep reading to try and find stuff out, but uh, hopefully NASCAR will not do anything to Tony. Yeah, but we got to look and see about that. It's going to be all so uh, tender during this uh, week when I say tender about what's going to happen to Tony. And by the way, before I go, Friday, I want to tell everybody to go see a movie that's premiering Friday and you'll like this, Kelly. Ronda Rousey makes her starring role with Sylvester Stallone in Expendables 3 on Friday. That's right. Thanks a lot for the call, Carolina. That is something to look forward to. Brandon, Ronda Rousey, not only the number one fighter in the world of MMA for females, you can make a case she's the biggest attraction in the sport of the rapidly growing UFC. Also a movie star. Is that, does she look good? She does. Bring her up here. I'll bring up a picture. All right. Because, I mean, to go, to translate into the movies, you got to look better than China. No, she's not, (laughs) she's not China. She's not. Okay, yeah, she's she reminds me of that what's that girl Gretchen Wilson, the one the, the country singer. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. No, that's no, not th- bad. She's, she's muscular. Kinda, yeah, she's still kinda, you know, tomboyish. She's oh she's tomboyish and she's probably participates in <laughs> Tomboyish um, tomboyish type things. Right. But um she's a movie star. She's a big star. Like I said, I would argue she's the number one attraction in the UFC. Well, yeah. So Friday we get to see her alongside Sylvester Stallone. I didn't realize that was the debut. I got to see the first two Expendables first. Maybe that'll be my homework this week is to see Expendables 1 and Expendables 2. Peter, do I need to do that? Peter says no. (laughs) Brandon, have you seen those? Expendables? Yeah. With Sylvester Stallone? I don't know. Is he in the first two, Peter? No. Okay, he's in the first two. It's not not on the bucket list, man. That gets a, what are those bad movies? A Razzie? That gets a Razzie. Is that it, Peter? The Razzies, so do those deserve Razzies? Or can we just go ahead and say everything other than Rocky 
that Sylvester Stallone has ever done deserves a Razzie. Not what? Tango and Cash? I've never seen that. Brandon? George Dredd was good. Was it? Yeah, with Wesley Snipes. Okay. Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Okay. Peter's on point with his movie his movie trivia. Yeah. yeah. With his Sylvester. He is a huge Sylvester Stallone buff. <laughs> He's got posters. Sylvester Stallone. Cliffhanger poster in his room. Really? Oh, Cliffhanger was good. I like Cliffhanger. I forgot about that one. Is Sylvester Stallone a good actor is my question. Is he a good actor? Yeah. I mean, he's like a, what do you call it? A bad he's, actor? He's typecast. So he, he plays the type well. He's not that. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. He's type. Okay. I mean, Ronda Rousey type. makes her big screen debut Friday alongside Sylvester Stallone. So that's something to look forward to, especially for our UFC fans out there. Gary Thomas of Bluegrass MMA. I'm sure he's going to go see it. Women over uh, 50 will go see it. Really? Why is that? Because Sylvester Stallone's like 60 or 70, man. So did, do women, <laughs> he's 60 or 70, but he's still juicing. He's juicing. He yeah. is. He be, yeah, he if Sylvester be Stallone isn't juicing, I don't know who is. Keep juicing, man. He's been doing it so long. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's been successful for you. And I guess, you know, guys 25 to 45 will go see it for Ronda Rousey. Jet Lee's in it? Wesley Snipes and Antonio oh, Banderas? It's a good movie. Wesley I'm going Snipes, to see man. it. It's, it's going to be, oh, yeah. It's going to be, it's a, it's a classic already. You know what I watched with Wesley Snipes in at the end of the, day, the other day when he actually played a good guy was King of New York? Was he, he was a cop in that one, right? He was a cop. Yeah, Kings of New York. That was good. The, the King, it, what's it called, Peter? The, the, the King of New York. What King a great movie. It was a good movie. Right, was, Peter? Fishburne was in that. A bunch of people in that. Christopher Walken plays just the biggest badass in the history of movies. Oh, yeah. He's right? Frank, Frank White, man. He's Frank White. No, oh, Notorious B.I.G. That's his favorite. Yeah. That was his favorite person, Frank White. <laughs> yeah. If you reach that status, <laughs> yeah. That's gangster. That's gangster. Biggest badass in the history of movies. Yeah, I mean, I watched, I watched that movie late at night one night, and it was like, you know, it's like a cult classic. Yeah, it's it is. Those, you know, it's, and Wesley Snipes plays a good guy, which is a little different. Yeah. He's a cop, right? Him and Giancarlo. Well, no, Giancarlo Esposito's a bad guy. But yeah, Wesley Snipes is—he's a cop, which isn't his normal role. No, he played it well. Yeah, he's mostly a. Has he played cops in other movies? Yeah, okay, yeah. Passenger Fifty Seven. He was a cop. Bet on black. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but even Blade was a good guy. Okay, Blade was a good vampire. Right. Even the cop, though, they have a little bit of a, in this movie, they had a little bit. I think he was the good cop, though. There was some yeah. cops that were trying to go outside of their realm of right. their power of what they can do and kill Frank White. I think Wesley Snipes was beyond just being a cop. Yeah, he, he was, was the good cop who wasn't going to do that. Yeah, he was he was he was good. And he's yeah, I mean, really. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Wesley Snipes mostly pay, plays good guys. OK. Like, you know, Spike Lee, uh, Jungle Fever, he was a good guy. Skipper was his name. His name was Skipper, so you got to be a good guy. Name Skipper. Um, and then what was the other Spike Lee movie? Um, well, yeah, New Jack City, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he's bad. Well, he gave out turkeys, though, on Christmas. <laughs> well, I forgot the other Spike Lee movie. What was he? Oh, Junk, um, Mo Better Blues. He was a jazz musician. Musician. He was, you know, but he wasn't that 
he messed with uh, Denzel's girlfriend, so it wasn't that good. But, you know, Wesley Snipes, he's cold, man. He's cold. But, I mean, you know, what I mean, I guess, what is this? Are we going, is this, the, are we going like uh, movies that athletes are in now? Or is it sure. just MMA? Let's talk movies that athletes <laughs> are in. We, this is an all sports show. Anybody wants to call in, 502-384-1450. Let us know your thoughts on the PGA Championship. We're going to get to, before the end of the show, Johnny Manziel's debut. And, of course, Teddy Terrific, Teddy Bridgewater's debut for the Minnesota Vikings. He looked yeah. great in purple. Yes, so we'll get to yeah. that at least a little bit, but we can talk some athletes in movies. Kareem Abdul Jabbar was an airplane. Yeah. What are some other spot roles? Peter, please. That's like the best. Who's that? Gina Carano, who is actually going to be. The boxer? She's going to be the next opponent for Ronda Rousey. Oh, okay. Good okay. call there, Peter. I don't know. Did you guys talk about, I'm sure you did, on the knockout hour? Um, about the fights last night, about what, the MMA fights here locally. Well, boxing, boxing. Like, Danny Garcia won. Yeah, yeah. Lamont Peterson won on the same card yeah, and yeah. won forty. They'll probably yeah. face each other soon. Yeah, those is, are those fights. the fights you're. Yeah, that's what I was yep. talking on Showtime. Yeah, yep. Those are some good you watch them. Yeah, I saw them. Those were good fights last night, man. From nine till ten every Sunday, my man Gary Thomas and I we do the knockout hour, and we talk about the everything in the world of the fight game, local MMA. UFC action, even Bellator, and professional boxing. So, yeah, uh, by all means, I, I, I caught the Showtime action last night. Danny Garcia fought an absolute can and knocked him out in the second round. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the guy, who, the guy from Pennsylvania, I forgot his name. but Salka. I mean, he's yeah, a, he he's, was a can. He was little, man. He, he was, was little. Danny Garcia knocked him out in the second round. What other yeah. movies... What other movies have athletes starred in? The Rock. Do oh, we consider him an athlete? I just got. I just got a. Um, we just got a. A text on the Lotus Gunworks text line. Dennis Rodman in Double Team. Him and uh, Val. What's this guy? What's the Jean Claude Van Damme? Yeah. <laughs> you were making the hand movements. Yep. Yeah. Shaq. Shaq was in some movies. Shaq. Yeah. Oh, Blue Chip was good. Blue Chips. Shazam. Yep. Who else was in Blue Chips? Shazam, Shazam I do. Uh, uh, Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway. Uh, Nick Nolte. Who was, was Rick Fox was in that? Rick Fox. Rick Fox. Well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Rick Fox was in He Got Game with Ray Allen. Okay. Or Jesus. Jesus Shuttlesworth. I got a, another text into the Lotus <laughs> Gunworks text line, 502-414-1450. It's from Matt. It says, Teddy looked great. Did you see the same stat line that I saw? And that's a fair point. Teddy did not perform well in his debut in the preseason. Had a fumble, an interception. So oh, not the Teddy. best opening game for him. Uh, yeah. The game's faster, man. You can see him and you know, Manziel. You can tell those guys. They, they've got to make some adjustments, man, because they're not the fastest. Well, Teddy's not the fastest guy anyway. He's, 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 I would say he has deceptively an underrated speed. That that the clip you put on, you put a clip on uh, on Twitter, and you know he got away from. A, he eluded a rusher. Uh, he's got some speed. Omen, Omen Ura, was it Omen Ura? No, no, no. It was uh, Jason Tuck. He eluded Justin Tuck. Justin Notre Tuck. Dame guy. Yep. Um, but I mean, you know, the game speeds up. They all, you know, Even they, in the preseason, because oh, yeah. these are a lot of guys Absolutely. who were standouts for Alabama, yeah. and they're trying to make a roster, and they are busting their ass. Right. And you, so and, even yeah. the preseason is, you're right, it's a whole different speed. Yeah. So they've got to adjust. 
and they'll they'll make the adjustments because they're top tier athletes, and um, you know we'll see we'll see the best that they've got that they you know once they start and, and they definitely will start in the regular. So it just depends which week. Oh, it depends which week. Matt Castle definitely looked better than Teddy did. Well, he's going to look better. You know, I mean, he's a vet. Matt Castle's a veteran. I mean, you know, he's not a tomato can. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you know, you he's not get far better. from it. Yeah, but I mean, he that's got that like, big contract. Yeah, because he was in the Patriots system. Am I wrong, Peter? Matt Castle hasn't done anything for the Vikings. Not a thing. I mean, he's still a pro quarterback. He's a pro quarterback who's been in the league for who years. Who knows the playbook. Who knows the playbook. So, in preseason is his time to shine. He'll start a couple games in the regular season. Once he starts, you know, reverting back to his normal self, then they'll put in Teddy, and we'll see what Teddy's got. It's just probably like Manziel will do. Um, he'll sit for a couple games. Who's the starting quarterback? Hoyer? Yeah, Brian so Hoyer. Hoyer will start a couple games, probably. The management wants to, wants Manziel to start. The fans will be calling for Manziel once Hoyer loses two or three games in a row, and then we'll see what they've got. You know, I mean, it always happens, you know. And it'll be up, it'll be up to them to keep the starting job. Another text in the Lotus Gunworks text line, 502-414-1450. Space Jam, a movie obviously oh, yeah. not only has not yeah. only Michael Jordan – but who else is in that? Sean Bradley, Muggsy Bogues, Charles oh, Barkley, Larry Bird, Larry Johnson, Grandma, Grandma. <laughs> Dan Marino was in Ace Ventura, Dan Pet Marino, Detective. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you really want to go back, you got, uh, you know, these guys, you got some uh, black exploitation films. Fred DeHammer Williamson, he played pro ball. I think he played with the 49ers, maybe. Jim Brown was in. Uh, some old, you know. Oh, he was in 100 Rifles with Raquel Welch back in the day. Hmm. Um, you know, Johnny, well, did you say Johnny Weissmuller, Tarzan? I didn't say that. Nope. Oh, I thought I, I thought you said that. But um, I've never said that name in my life. <laughs> I don't know what made me think you said that. But I mean, you know, you know, he's uh who else is a athlete? I don't know. I'm ta- I'm thinking like you know. Yeah, what about big time actors big time, who were also yeah. a- athletes? Did yeah. Denzel Washington play sports somewhere? Uh, he was yeah, uh, he played at Fordham, I think. Okay, but not you know, you know, not nothing major. Um, I don't know big time athletes. Well, big time actors who were at, used to be good athletes, right? Bob Golick about- was in Saved by the Bell. Is that Mike Golick's older brother? Wow, what did yeah, he? What yeah. role did he Bob play Golick. in Saved by the Bell? He was like the prince. He was like something. He was after they went to college. Yeah, he was a dorm director or something. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's the transition can be made, especially now. You would think that it would be more prevalent because these guys have a lot more speaking opportunities and they, you know, speaking engagements and things like that. But you know, you don't really see it as much now. From a very early age, they're looked at not only for their athletic ability, but you also need to be able to do interviews and market yourself and yeah. be presentable and, and carry yourself well. And the days of who's a good example of someone a long time ago who probably was introverted, but today they wouldn't have really had the option. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? You come up and you're a complete introvert today. Like, um, who, has a, who has a reputation for that? Well, you, a bunch of those Yankees didn't really. Kawhi talk Leonard about. refuses oh, no, to do right. interviews. Right. He he almost won't talk. Beast mode doesn't talk. 
But that, who's that? Um, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, he's he's another example of someone who just doesn't really. He's they're about, just out there to perform. Yeah, he's about that action. Yeah, which is okay. Yeah. I have no problem with. Yeah. Um, Sonny Liston didn't talk much. No, he was gangster. Well, he was like literally. He was really gangster. O.J. Simpson in the Naked Gun movies. Bob Eucher uh-huh. in Major League and Mr. Belvedere. Did we say Mike Tyson? He's on Broadway. Mike Tyson's <laughs> on Broadway. <laughs> Got to mention Mike Tyson. I mean, you know. The Hangover. Hangover. Mike Tyson was in Hangover. Yeah. I mean, he's a charismatic guy. Got a text from Jack that says, Anthony Bennett will go to Philadelphia and Thaddeus Young will go from Philadelphia to the Timberwolves. So that's our NBA big trade implications. Uh-huh. I don't know that Gorgie Jang will be involved in the trade, but it's something to look forward to. That would be a hell of an opportunity. We've seen that before with a guy like Earl Clark being teamed up with Dwight Howard, not quite to the extent or the extreme that it would be for Gorgie Jang to be able to be paired up with LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, but still, yeah, Earl Clark didn't really live up to the expectations. Earl Clark? Yeah, he, he, he didn't really maximize his potential to be alongside Dwight Howard. He's a smoker. <laughs> he smokes a lot, huh? Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah, everybody smokes now. So I don't know. Maybe Earl Clark smokes more than other guys, but... Well, yeah, he, you know... Julius I, Randle gets to be next to Kobe now. That's a hell of an opportunity. Well, well yeah, right. <laughs> what? I don't know. He's, what, he's Kobe's a, washed up? Well, Is that what you guys... He's not the most um, uh, comforting, you know, take you under your wing type of guy. Kobe, Kobe's a jerk. Ashmush Parker, yeah. I mean, he's and this is to his teammates. So... You know, I mean, I don't know. It's, you know, I mean, it's in the old thing. You know, you saw Brett Favre with Aaron Rodgers. Um, Michael Jordan famously punched, I think it was Steve Kerr in the face yeah, in a practice. Yeah. You know, cursed out Bill Cartwright, you know, in the name of winning, getting everybody together. Tony Stewart has it. And that's an edge. You got the, yeah. the very competitive edge. You show me someone who doesn't have that edge, and I show you someone who's probably not the greatest at their sport. They're not the greatest ever. Yeah, I mean, but you know, you got here's the thing. Nowadays, you got you get on people, and, and you can't have it both ways. You get on people for not being competitive enough. You get on people for being too competitive. And nowadays, especially when you finish the playing, when you finish playing, everybody's not going to be a Michael Jordan and be able to you know own anything you want to. You know, you're going to have to get along with people. And say, for instance, if you're if you're if you're a borderline guy and you punch Steve Kerr back in the day, and Steve Kerr is the president or coach of what is he? Who's he coaching now? It's, used to be the Suns. He's president now. He's Golden coaching. State Warriors. He's playing the Golden State Warriors. You want a front office job, and it's between you and somebody else who didn't punch Steve Kerr. Who's Steve Kerr going to give that job to? You know, probably coach job. Yeah, the but, guy that didn't leave his fist print on his face. But that doesn't hurt the legacy that is Michael Jordan. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it doesn't. Jordan, ma- that's, I mean, that's different. But if you're a, if you're Randy Brown, yeah, you know, it's a different story. And you're Randy Brown's looking for a job ten years later, and you're asking Steve Kerr for a job, then it might make a make. If you're a Lance Stevenson, and you were known for doing that, then right? You weren't Michael Jordan. Exactly. That that'll hurt your your. I don't think Lance Stevenson's going to go into coaching, anyways. Maybe because, he will. 
Because, you know, LeBron, I mean, even LeBron is saying it. it's just a game. You know, when they were talking at the end of the, uh, towards the end of the finals, he was like, hey, man, you know, we want to win. We want to win bad, but it's just basketball. I don't know if he was downplaying it on purpose, but he said it's just, he had several quotes several times. He said, it's just basketball, man. It's, you know, people are in the hospital, you know, I've got kids, I've got a wife, I got I've I have other things in my other things in my life. This is just basketball when it when you boil it down to its substance, you know. I got to I got to correct myself there. Teddy Bridgewater did not throw an interception. He was 6 of 13. 49 yards. He did have a fumble which his teammate recovered. Okay. He, he didn't look great. Well, yeah, yeah. no. He's a rookie. First game, first NFL game. You know, he's a rook. He's a rook. Welcome to the NFL, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I think he'll do well. And, and I'm not, you know, the biggest Louisville fan, the biggest Bridgewater fan, but I think he's got the goods like like Natalie Wood, you know? So, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, what, what do you think? I mean, is he going? You know, is he is he is he is, he, is it just rookie growing pains? Yeah, I think he'll be okay. I think he's got the arm strength and the competitiveness and the instinct, and I do think he has deceptive speed. He's got the athleticism to if the pocket breaks down to make something happen. I think Teddy Bridgewater's a great fit in the NFL. Personally. I think the Vikings and Norv Turner got a hell of a steal at the end of the first round when he fell to him. So, got that to talk about. PGA Championship is in Louisville. We got the, the final round today ahead of us. Will, will Ricky Fowler or Phil Mickelson make a push as the Americans in contention? Or will, will uh, they, they not... Be able to represent the United States. Who do you, who do you think wins today? Uh, I got Ricky Fowler. You think he wins it all? You think he's yeah okay? Yeah, he'll win it because I think Rory, as good as he's playing, he's only up one stroke, right from his from the nearest competitor. I mean, and I think that those all of those guys that are within what six everybody six of the lead now. If you're within, I think two. If you're within two or three strokes of the lead, you've got an opportunity. And I think Ricky Fowler's playing loose. He's playing comfortable, and he's playing within himself. I think he'll 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 bring it home. You know, I just do. I I think it's his time, and um, I think he'll come through for the Americans. Here's an article in the New York Times about Ricky Fowler. It says Ricky toning down his wardrobe and letting his play doing the do the talking. (laughs) He's known for having those, what are they, the short pants with the long socks and the fancy stuff there. So we got that to, to talk about. Oh, Payne Stewart style. Payne Stewart style. Yeah, exactly. Very fancy with his bushy hair coming out. We're going to head to a break. We got the PGA Championship final day to talk about uh, through the rest of the show. 502-384-1450 is the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back. Sports Buzz, baby. 
Man, we were just looking at um, what took us so long. We were just looking at this video of Tony Stewart. I mean, and, and if, if Carolina Steve says that the guy's family's contemplating or already in that, you know, action of suing, we just looked at the video and it's like, I guess it's going to boil down to um, did he have the intent? I mean, because it looked like Tony Stewart kind of just – Swerved. I mean, that's just yeah. For that's me, what, look at that's what you saw. My reaction was that guy was got out of his car yeah. and was approaching a moving car. Yeah, and he was almost running at it. Yeah. So, I I couldn't tell whether he swerved or not. You think maybe he swerved? Yeah, I'm 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 trying to make it juicy. You know. <laughs> no, I'm okay. He swerved. I think it's juicy regardless. He swerved, Tony. Let's see. Tony, I'm, I'm watching swerved, it again right here. This is disturbing. But I mean, everybody else missed the guy. They ran past well, he, him too. He, it, Tony Stewart's the one who had flipped, who had spun him out. Okay, so he was going at Tony Stewart. Look, he's pointing at him. Yeah. He he he. After he hit him, his car moved because what happened was his back right tire, Tony's back right tire, is what hit him. Man, it's, uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. Does that end your career? What end? Tony, his, is Tony Stewart's. <laughs> the dead guy, funny, obviously, but, but yeah, but does that end Tony Stewart's career? No, no. I mean, you know, I guess you got to say, what is he doing running on this dirt track anyway, man? I mean. That's a good question. <laughs> what and are you Bri- doing? Brian brought that what up. What are you doing, man? Yeah, he, Brian did bring it up. I mean, is, is You see these, and I don't even know, I'm not a big race fan like Carolina Steve. You see the wings that these cars have on them? Well, what the yeah. hell is that? That's not restrictor plate, is it? Man, I have no No, idea. look at that. those wings. Do you see them? I guess what is it for aerodynamics? I don't know. They're they're huge wings on the top of the car, pointing up in the air almost. Yeah, and yeah, did the guy get clipped by a wing? Did he? You know, I think they said it was be, the back right tire because it's tough to see if he just got hit by a tire. I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough to see once they break it down. They'll do it like the Rodney King video. They'll do it blow by blow. Um, did he swerve at him? Did he swerve at him? If he swerved coming? at him, you can certainly make a case that he should be. You know, financially liable, right? But then I don't know. I mean, criminally liable because, well, like you said, does this guy's out of his car, pointing at Tony Stewart and running at him? He's not in the natural course of the race. Right? No, you get out of your car. You're supposed to run <laughs> I mean, away from where the cars right. are. Why would you get out of your car? I mean, did his car he stop? Was, the reason his car stopped was because Tony Stewart oh, hit him. So his car and he stopped. spun him out into the side of the road. Yeah, he was done. So he was getting out of his car, walking down the track. And running Waiting at Tony, Tony Stewart, Stewart, pointing his finger at him. I don't know why you would do that. Sounds like suicide almost. Well, it was. But, you know, I don't know. Who knows? A 20-year-old kid? I mean, wow, man. This kid. You, you know, hate to say th- rude things about someone who just passed away. but That wasn't the best judgment. That was pretty bad judgment. You know, but then again, you know, how much, how much of, how much of uh, the fault can you attribute to him? How much can you attribute, if any, to Tony Stewart, are they going to f- sue the racetrack owner? You know who uh, for what? I and don't you're a lawyer looking at this. I mean, those you know. are the angle. Those are the questions that will realistically be asked. Was the was the explored. race under caution? You know, because he spun out. Who knows? Did they did they give the proper legal um, spiel before the race, saying if you get into an accident and you have an altercation, get out of your car and. Move to kind of like the cigarettes right. thing. Right. As long as you warn them that cigarettes cause cancer, you still can get hit with a billion. You dollars you can, but settlement. but as long as you warn them, you've somewhat covered your tracks. 
Well, you got to think that for racetracks, okay. before everything, kind of like when you go and I get to see the backstage of a local MMA fight, they go over a lot of disclosures and stuff like that. You got to. Do you think that before the race, they go through some legal spiel about you? You get out of your car, you're putting yourself at risk. The racetrack probably, is not liable. Probably with your representatives, but you can't. You can't just you know have somebody. It's not. It's like you know. You can't have somebody just sign something and say, "Look, we're not liable." You can't have somebody. You can't open up a swimming pool and then say, "Look, if you drown, that's on you." You can't do that. No, you can't do that because everything. Even if someone signs something, no. I mean, if if you got five lifeguards around and the kid drowns, you can't say, "Well, hey, that's, I'm sorry about your luck." You're gonna get sued, man, and you're probably gonna lose that lawsuit. Look, okay. The 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 pool because you have a duty to your patrons, to in this case to your drivers. So we'll see what the you know if the duty was breached, but um. I don't know. When if a guy gets out of the car, that's kind of like, you know, is that an all bets off type of thing? I don't know. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line 502-384-1450. Give us a call. Got about 12 13 minutes left to the show today. Got anything you want to chime in on, whether it be the PGA Championship at Valhalla in Louisville? Did you get to go out and see any of the action? Were you impressed by Valhalla? I've heard a lot of very positive reviews about the the whole experience. The parking can be a little bit of a nightmare, but I think that go that's pardon the pun that's par for the course. It was a good one. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it was it? a good one. I wasn't expecting that one, Peter. That was good, wasn't it? Huh? <laughs> but I mean, you know, hey man, uh, I think people were like just excited about. Did you see like? Did you see what, what day was it? Wednesday. Wednesday, when Tiger came and did his practice round, people were kind of just waiting for him to to get on the grounds, and it was a real big deal. And um, it's good that Tiger at least made it out, yeah, right? He, he made the, people he got to try. see Tiger; they got pictures of him. And then plus, because I mean, he and he and he went through. You know, he he didn't make the cut, but he kept playing. Um, Jason Duffner, last year's champ, he he was out. He's like he was out with a neck injury. But he was also like six or eight over par. And he goes, uh, hey, man, I don't know when I'm coming back. It could be next tournament. It could be next week. It could be next year. So uh, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those, do you, do you how, how long, you know, because you can see a lot of these guys, it doesn't make a big big news, a big splash. But it's interesting to see how many of these of these guys don't make it through the tournament. Week to week, it's, it's usually one or two guys that don't make it because of a nerve, you know, pinched nerve in the neck or back or something like that. It's a grueling game out there, man. You're playing eight, you're playing eighteen holes for four days straight, and um, what Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty intense. I mean, that's for anybody. You know, you're gonna have some aches and pains, and these guys are professionals, so they're used to it. They've got the muscle memory. Memory. To do it, but week in, week out, they play a lot of golf uh, for our entertainment and for them to make money, obviously. But um, it's it's a grueling a grueling game out there. No question. Keep us entertained. Uh, you got to say that going into Sunday, the fact that Rory McIlroy's number one, you got Bernard Weisberger, I'd never heard of, but you got Ricky Fowler, Phil Mickelson, Jason Day, Luis Osthausen. You got a bunch of recognizable names up there. And that's good in my eyes. It is good. Parody, man. It's There's good a parody. chance we'll see the next big star, Rory McIlroy, 
win his fourth major, or we'll see Phil Mickelson maybe win his what would be his sixth major. Okay, um, and cement his ever-growing, seemingly ever-growing legacy as one of the all-time greats. Both of those would be great for the the history of Valhalla, right? Either yeah, either I mean, of those. Yeah, whoever wins, it'll be good. For doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Really, You're, if Rocco Mediate won, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You would, you wouldn't rather see Phil or Rory or or someone like that win. For the storyline, it doesn't matter. I mean, because they've already won. I'd rather see somebody who hasn't won, like Ricky But for, for the strength of golf, and for somebody like me to really get engaged, it does help if someone like Rory McIlroy comes along and is the next face of golf, right? I Tiger mean, Woods golf was played by every kid over the last 20 years. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see that again. You don't think we're going to see Rory McIlroy golf I mean, one on EA not, Sports? One, he's not American. Two... He's he's got an accent, and three, he's not cool. Tiger Woods is cool, man. I mean, Tiger Woods is even though he might be corny. Tiger Woods he's is kind of corny. He's tall. He's dark. He's handsome. You know, even though he's got big teeth, but he's you know he's a good looking guy. He gets all the. Is girls. he a good looking guy? I mean, he gets girls. He gets he gets Perkins waitresses. Well, he's he's going with uh, what's her name? Peekaboo Street? Oh, what's her name? Uh, no, he's going with... Lindsey Vaughn. Yeah, Lindsey Vaughn. He, he, he's gone with Lindsey Vaughn. He dated a... Well, he's, he was married to a Swedish model, a twin at that. A twin at that. That increases I mean, her, yeah. her I mean, appeal, her she's allure. Not from, she's not from America. He's an international lover. Um, <laughs> Ricky, what's his name? Ricky, what's this guy's name? Ricky Fowler? No, the other guy, the, the winner. Rory McIlroy. He dumped uh, Wiz, Wozniacki or whatever. Yeah, what's there's and nothing was, wrong with that. I mean, was, he, uh, she was average. Who's his, who's his next girl? He's got to he's got to top that man. He's got to get into the category of like supermodel. He should be dating supermodels, and he's not. Wasn't he dating a, a tennis player? He should be dating supermodels. He should have been dating Sharapova. I'm sure he can Cap- date supermodels. I'm sure he can date supermodels. I haven't seen him with one. When he does, then we could talk about a golf. Then he's in the conversation. He's in the conversation now. He's just dating the girl next door. You got to date. You know, you got you, you got to do something. Elon Elon Nordegren wasn't a supermodel. She was a model, she was but a she model. she was like a a housekeeper for someone on tour. She was a nanny. Yeah, she was a nanny. She wasn't a supermodel. She's fine though. She was fine. <laughs> And she and she was twice as fine because she had a twin. <laughs> you know, so that that if you're a twin, that automatically oh. increases your stock. You got two 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 fine twins. But he doesn't get to two marry both sisters. of them. He doesn't get to sleep in the same bed as both of them. You don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just, it's Tiger Woods, man. Who knows? But um, I'd like to hear Tiger's review of the the waitress staff in Louisville. Which. <laughs> Would that, wouldn't oh, that man. be a pretty hey, cool blog? Somebody made a joke. They said we got Bill Clinton was here this weekend, right? Yeah, I saw this. Tiger Woods and somebody else, I forgot. But um, I mean, yeah, you know, the way he did say Louisville was a great sports town. He had nothing but good things to say about Louisville. And um I, I somebody told me they were looking on back page and they it was like all types of advertisements for uh PGA um, attendees for for the advertising their services for PGA attendees. Whoa, um, what do you mean by that? Like escort services? Yeah, yeah. That's what you're getting at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I mean, that's that comes with the territory. Sure, man. yeah. Not just the golfers. Yeah, you got rich guys. You got rich in. guys wearing, yeah, driving in in nice cars from all across the country. The richest people in Louisville are there. Yeah, I mean, you know. People hey. who have any affiliation to Louisville whatsoever are here. You, you, all types of services are being provided. I mean, they are. There are. Last week we heard that over 60% of golfers yes. partake in marijuana usage. There you go. Maybe there's uh, the the people who come to watch golf, for the most part, they're golfers, right? They're at least casual golfers, casual, people who watch ca- it. Yeah, casual golfers. They, they like the sport. Right. So right. maybe Not, there's an increase in the illicit drug sale trafficking. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the there's, any doubt. there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, increase in golf shirts and whatever else, you know. Cocaine maybe? Gotta be. Gotta be. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, it just comes with the territory, right? I mean, that's just that's, that happened. Other storylines in the world of sports we haven't got to. The Tampa Bay Rays traded David Price to the Detroit Tigers. Right. So now the Tigers have Peter. Are, are you? You? I know you got an opinion on this. You got. They've now got Justin Verlander. Verlander. Miguel Cabrera. David Price. Who am I leaving out? Uh, the, who? Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder. Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. So they got four Cy Young winners on that team on that roster. That's ridiculous. They're the best team in baseball as far as star power, right? Uh, you got to give it to the A's and the Angels, though, too. The Angels. Star power. They got Albert Pujols, Josh Hamilton. Yeah. Right? They still have Hamilton. Is he injured? I don't know. The Dodgers are up there. Puig. Dodgers are up there. Puig. Who else? But I mean, I don't. I, I don't disagree with you. As far as star power, yes. the star power of this Tigers you give team it to Detroit and recently. guys yeah. in their prime. David right. Price is not old. Yeah, he just won in two thousand. Cy Young, two thousand twelve. Yeah. Josh Beckett. Josh Beckett for the Dodgers. You can make an argument. He's washed up. They also got Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Um, but and they're in the National League, so they don't have to compete against the DH rules and the right. ultra high salaries of these American League teams. But, I mean, when are the when are the Tigers going to win it all? They've got it. They, I guess they want to do it now. You know, they've got to do it now because every year, you know, when does that become a bigger story? They they got rid of Jim Leland. Yeah. yeah. What was that? A couple years ago, couldn't get him over the hump. Last year, they got rid of Jim Leland. Detroit sixty three and fifty one. They're leading the American League Central ahead of Kansas City, Cleveland. Chicago White Sox and the Minnesota Twins at the bottom. Sorry, Peter. <laughs> twin, twin, twin. Twins, not to be confused with Tiger's ex-wife and her twin. Right. The Norrigan Twins. All right, they also got Victor Martinez. Ian Kinsler. You're talking about the Tigers. The Tigers. I mean, how much team. damn talent do you need? They got Jabba Chamberlain, too. Jabba Chamberlain. Tory Hunter? Yeah. I mean... Where's the power. where's the pressure from the media for this Tigers team to win it all? I don't know. I think more. I think that because the A's and the Angels are better, um, the Dodgers might even be better. Why though? You got David Price. If that's not Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson two you got Justin Verlander, who not only won the Cy Young, but he won the damn MVP of I the National. Uh, I'm sorry, of the American League. 
Oh, yeah, he's, he's a great. You pitch. got two, maybe the the two best pitchers over the last five years in baseball on your team. Yeah, am I? Is that wrong, Peter? Clayton Kershaw definitely deserves to be in there, and he's with the Dodgers. And he's with the Dodgers, but you got David Price. You got, I mean, you got all the offensive potency you need. You got Mister Triple Crown. Cabrera, I mean, what yeah. the hell else do you need? Am I blowing it out of proportion? You got to win. The Tigers have who, who? It's almost like you got draft a team and you said you get ten players, and those are the first ten players you take. Almost. I think once the playoffs come. I mean, around, other than Clayton Kershaw, once the playoffs come, who? You, oh, you yeah, didn't take Mike, Mike Trout. Trout, yeah, and uh, Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon, okay. Um, but yeah, once the playoffs come around, you'll probably see the immense pressure that's going to mount on the on the Tigers, and see you know if they can if they can uh, live up to those expectations. But I mean, you know, do they still, still have Prince Fielder? Uh, he's hurt. No, he's hurt. He, no, no, no. He doesn't play for. He plays for Milwaukee, right? Detroit yeah, he is, went from Milwaukee. He's Detroit now to Detroit. Okay. No, he's for the Rangers. He plays for the Rangers. They did dump him. Yeah, he's play, he plays for the I Rangers. I blew that all. Let me bring it up here. Yeah, he's he's hurt, and he plays for the Rangers. He's hurt. Hey, but Yeah, uh, he's for the Rangers. Yep. Venus beat Serena yesterday. Venus beat Serena. And first time in like 10 years. First time in a while, yeah. 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 In, in Montreal, Canada. You, you a women's tennis fan? Love it, man. My son loves uh, Serena. He says he's going to marry her. Really? He's four. He's four. Well, got to marry someone. <laughs> Better late than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There's still hope. When do one of these, these uh, Venus or Serena have, have a daughter and, and they'll end up being uh, one, one of the next big stars? It doesn't happen, though, right? We talked about this before. It doesn't happen in— We talked about this. Me, you, and Peter were talking about this, when we, like either coming back or going to the, the uh, Reds game. I mean, it doesn't happen. More often than not, it doesn't happen. In tennis? No, period. A superstar player having offspring that Cecil are Cecil Fielder, good. Prince Fielder. Yeah, we did talk about this. Yeah. I mean, you know, it doesn't happen. Not just as good, no. No. It's like a rare. Ken Griffey Jr. was maybe the exception. Floyd Mayweather Jr., yeah. the exception. Right. So there are Kobe. exceptions. Kobe, but his dad wasn't that. Was Archie Manning and, and Peyton and Eli. That might be like him. the closest yeah. to getting there. We're going to wrap the show up, guys, here. we got less than a minute left. It's been a great show, Brandon. I want to appreciate you coming in, filling in for, for the lovely Ashley Miller. Hey, man, I'm trying to do my best. I mean, I, it's, it's tough to fill in. Big for shoes to fill. I miss Ashley's Not literally. Loco Cinco. Ashley's Loco Cinco, very popular segment. Does she have big feet? No, she, oh. very average size feet. Okay. You know, just, I couldn't, just nice I, feet. Yeah, well, I definitely couldn't fill those shoes. We're, we're going to head to uh, wrap the show up here. Be sure to join us next Sunday from 10 until noon for more of the weekend sports buzz. Have a great weekend, everybody.